0: Competition among contractors is heating up at last, causing plenty of mine hopping right now. Before you switch for that extra $1 per hour, or perhaps choose a plane ride over driving, Mad Mumsy is asking you to have a think about a few of the other important parts of your J-O-B. Hello, and welcome to another Beers with a Miner audio blog. This is episode number 31. My name is Mad Mumsy and I started my Biz with a Miner podcast because I kept being asked all the time, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? (laughs) crack me up. I better have a beer after that. <sighs> Cheers. So today is episode 31 and this this week we are talking about is the grass greener on the other side. There's a lot of people moving around at the moment job-wise as the mining industry seems to be picking up a little bit. Yay! go the coal prices and people are starting to get competitive for experienced operators and conditions so a lot of people are thinking is the grass greener on the other side or they're thinking that it is so they are moving. I wrote this article for Shift Miner magazine, but as you know, I've spoken about this before, I only get about 400 words, although I pushed the envelope on this one, it might have been about 450. Thanks Angie, uh, the editor, <laughs> for putting up for my extra words, but there was a lot to say and it's hard to say in just a few words, so I thought, well, what the hell, make a good audio blog about it. So I shall... Dig in to the article, this is an extended version, my original one before I cut it down for the Shift Miner magazine. Changing jobs? Is the grass greener on the other side? Is it really greener on the other side? That should be. A lot of peeps are on the move now as the mining industry momentum increases. Competition among contractors is heating up at last, causing plenty of mine hopping right now. Before you switch for that extra $1 per hour or perhaps choose a plane ride over driving, Mad Mumsy is asking you to have a think about a few of the other important parts of your J-O-B. For some, this means just off broke, right? Is that you? Please look at the whole picture, your picture. Most of us spend half our lives at work And as I like to remind people, it's not all about the bloody money. I know many are changing because of the money, but also rosters, travel distance and type, holidays and sickies, or for the lucky ones, a shirt. But that's less common right now. Let's look at a few other things other than just money. What about the people? Are you on a good crew now? All crews have the potential to be (laughs) great or awful. It takes only one person to change everything, in either direction. Who might be at this new, wonderful job you're thinking about? Previous supervisors you were glad to see the back of? People who rubbed you the wrong way? Old timers set in their ways, not open to change, and newcomers like you. Of course, the opposite could also be true. It might be a fresh new start. New peeps to meet, old mates and your favourite supervisor could all be there as well. My point is, if you're happy where you are now, perhaps add that into the equation on the reasons to stay side of your picture. Remember, this is about you and these are just a few things to think about. What are the people like you're working with now and what might you just about be giving up to walk into? The other huge part is the what I like to call the living side of this new job. We spend half our life there, so there's so much more to it than just the money and also the people. What is the camp like or the accommodation set up? Do you have to pay? How much? Is it more or less than you're currently paying? How far from the mine is it that you have to travel every day? You might be adding over an hour or so for the already long hours that we already long days, sorry, that we already do. That is something to take into consideration because if you're cutting out a couple of hours of me time, or time to talk on the phone to your family, the kids, go to the gym, whatever you like to do, um, that's a big part of it. Do you really want to add an extra two hours onto your day? It might, again, glass half full, it might not be the case. You might be doing that now, and the camp is like one of the camps I stayed at. It was a seven-kilometre round trip from the camp to the mine and back. So you might actually improve the situation. But again, it's another important thing to weigh up. Do they bus you to work or do you have to drive your car? If you like to work out, I work out, I work out. (laughs) If you like to work out, do they have a gym? Do they have tennis courts or I'd like to say a netball hoop, but you know, a basketball hoop? ring I guess Um, you know are there facilities for you or a pool perhaps are there facilities for you to have that little bit of a workout before or after work, stress release enjoyment and yeah I suppose fitness (laughs) will there be time for you to go to the gym if you have to do increased travel hours you know Are your guns going to suffer? I mean, the guns on your arm. (laughs) Again, something else to weigh up. And what will your new Donga be like? Or is it a unit? Or do you have to find your own accommodation? Or is it uh, a caravan? (laughs) What about a tent? No, not this day and age, surely. Will you have a permanent room or will you be back to hot bedding or will you in fact now give up hot bedding and receive a permanent room? What about your car? If you have to take your car out there or you choose to take your car, do they have undercover car parks? It can get bloody hot out here, 40 degrees with the sun on it all day. Your roof lining might start falling off and your window rubbers might crack and Your headlights might need replacing. That's just what I'm going through right now. (laughs) Those of you who know me, you know my car. How far do you have to lug all of your stuff each round? You probably don't take four trips worth of stuff like I did when I didn't have my permanent room. But if you have to walk a long way from the car park to your room, can be a pain in the butt, especially if it's stinking hot or pissing down with the rain. What about your key? Do you get to keep your key? Could you stay an extra couple of days in town if you really wanted to? Or do you have to hand your key in each week? That can be annoying. Or do you yeah, do you get to keep it? I stayed in one job for eight years, mainly because of the accommodation. Thirty five bucks a week I had a unit and I had to furnish it. It didn't get cleaned, but I had a lovely veranda, nice palms outside. I had a barbecue and a microwave and a toaster. And it was like my own little home away from home, really. But when I did leave, oh, it was painful because I had to get rid of all my stuff. And I had to pay out heaps of money to get someone to come and clean it. You should have seen the fans. I hadn't cleaned them in eight years, I don't reckon. <laughs> so now with my new job, would you like a unit or... A uh, a donger, a room. I chose a room. It gets cleaned every week. And that was the best decision I've made in a long time. Cheers to that. Travel is another part to weigh up. You might be, and it's a huge part. I know a lot of people who change jobs purely because of the travel situation. And right now there's a few offers going of um, fly in, fly out as a contractor. And uh, I think you basically are paying half on, don't quote me on that, but you're kicking in some money towards the plane flights. So I know a few people personally who have chosen to do that over driving their car. But um, I'm not sure how well that's working out for all of them. So, something to think about, which is a lot to do with why I'm doing this audio blog and why I wrote my article. So, you might be excited to swap a car ride for a plane ride, but how would you get home in an emergency? How far do you live from the airport at home? How are you going to get there? Uh, How much is it to park your car if you have to park your car at the airport? That can be a bit crazy. How long till you get sick of bloody airport check-ins and waiting and waiting and waiting? I couldn't hack that. But I've never done it, so, you know, each to their own. I know thousands of people do do that all the time and probably like it. But, yeah, I'd get over it pretty quick, I reckon. Driving your car over distances can take a toll and wear and tear, increase mileage, fuel costs and driving in weather events. Remember, if it's flooded, forget it. Yeah, right. Please do forget it. Do they have a bus from your hometown? Where can you park your car when you're at work? If you have to drive out there, like we covered earlier in the accommodation part, is it undercover? And um, yeah, please don't drive through flooded roads. It's not not pretty, and it doesn't do good things to your car either. My dash on my car has never been the same since I went through an accidental puddle. Accidentally, I went through it. I'm in my donga, and um, something just jumped on the roof. might be a yowie something else to consider are the rosters which of course are huge part of our mining life what works best for you roster wise what works best for you but not just you personally also your family talk about it and be sure that everyone is happy with the new choices or perhaps the choice to stay put Because the roster is better than the extra $1 per hour. How comfortable are you right now with how your site runs? Where You know where everything is, who's up who and who's paying, when to park up and when not to park up. And so much more, all of the little things that when you go to a new site, you have to figure out. You might know how to drive a truck or a dozer or a digger, a dragline, whatever. You know, that's like riding a bike, really. But it's everything else that comes around uh, working in a mine. It's all it's all so new. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to jump out of that comfort zone? What about the gear? What about the actual machines uh, that you're operating now compared to the new site? Will you be going from larger machines to smaller little Tonka toys, perhaps uh, new to old, <laughs> comfortable to crap. But again, it could be the other way around. Where you're working now might have old gear, little gear, size doesn't really matter, does it? I don't know, I like a 797. <laughs> um, So something else to consider. Do you really like cat trucks and the new site is all electric trucks do you hate electric trucks (laughs) and the new site you're going to have cats Woohoo! back to the cats again food for thought what about your uniforms do you have to pay for your uniforms or are they supplied and also do you have to wear them you know, some places you can wear your old favourites. It doesn't really matter. Whereas some contractors, especially labour hire, which most of these roster changes, uh, roster changes, <laughs> most of these mind-hopping jobs seem to be contracts and labour hire. Um, you have, to, you know, they say you have to wear our shirts. Do they enforce that or not? Does that even matter to you? Uh, some places that you, they supply the uniform and you don't have to pay. Some you have to pay. Um, uh, most of them will let you pay it off per week. You know, one shirt per week. I think I did for three weeks. And what about do they supply pants and boots? Because they they not all labour hire are doing that. Some do. And some definitely do not. They only supply the shirts. So how would you feel if after you leave for $1, say, the place where you left realises so many people are leaving, what are we going to do? We've got to do something to keep these people. And they give a pay rise of $2 an hour at your old (laughs) site. Or perhaps you change because of the roster. Please, can we have seven and seven or whatever your favourite one is? Oh, yeah, they've been banging on about it for ages and they finally do it after you leave. Or, what about you leave because of people, because of that one asshole on your crew or the supervisor or I don't know, someone, your (laughs) neighbour? Maybe that has a lot to do with why you leave. Or maybe there's a whole heap of them. Or maybe you're the asshole. No, surely not listening to the Beers with a Mind podcast. No arseholes allowed. <laughs> so, maybe, uh, so what am I trying to say? I'm trying to, <laughs> sorry, I put that off, think, me thinking about you being not very nice. Um, of course you're lovely. Uh, So, you leave because someone on your crew's given you grief, and then you find out they leave anyway. Or worse still, what if they go to the job where you're heading? Oh no, what have I done? Finally, mad mumsy, you know me, I'm a little bit woo woo, but um, what does your gut tell you? Your intuition how do you feel about it you know what does your gut say and I don't mean oh I wish they had more pies at the mess so we can take them for crib but what what is it how do you feel about the change that you're thinking of I recently cemented my decision to change jobs Because I was visited by the most wonderful, vibrant blue butterfly, flying in front of my truck, on the hall road. It was awesome. It just—I couldn't believe it. I was dumbstruck. And that afternoon, I told my lovely lady bus driver, "You know what? I don't think I'll be back, because I saw a butterfly today." (laughs) I didn't return. I was right. I was right. <laughs> and she calls me her little butterfly on the Mad Mumsy Facebook page. Hello, Joy. I share that crazy Mad Mumsy little story there to ask you, what will your butterfly moment that's be? Or watch out for it. What What is some something that happens or someone says something or just something that you feel that says yes, this is right, this is what I need to do. It might be to go to that wonderful new job or it might in fact be to stay. These are a few ideas to help you look at your current mining lifestyle before you jump ship at the sight of an extra dollar or two because as they say, the grass is not always greener. Good luck to you. I always just want you to be happy and to be safe. And if that means staying where you are or choosing to leave, or um, perhaps talking this through with a mate of yours who is, in fact, going through this right now. I'd love you, in closing, I think I said in closing before, to please head to iTunes, search for Biz with a Minor. And if you subscribe, that would really help me out. It helps the um, show to be seen. And also, you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And, of course, please share with your mates. Until next time, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun. For we only live once. Cheers. Now for a word from our sponsor. Welcome Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group to Team Mad Mumsy. Julia is my awesome accountant. She has written two books with financial expert Noel Whittaker and has a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. Head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners. That's B A N. T-A-C-S to download your free miners booklet and a spreadsheet that will help you calculate the weight of your tools you need for your job Why you ask? You might be able to hitchhike a ride with them and claim your trips to work Sounds confusing? Not at all Just head over to bantax.com.au and let Julia and the team help you out You will also find loads of free information and advice on property investing if you plan to really do some great things with your money. Again, that's bantax.com.au forward slash minors. And tell them Mad Mumsy sent me.